It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is that what you call a complete effort? Uh, yeah, it really was. That's what I told the guys. Uh, shoot, when we, we made all of our kicks... We got two takeaways, and we didn't turn it over, man. Life is good. That's a different tune. We've we haven't heard that in a while. And with that being said, welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez. And yes, the Bucks won, just like we predicted. Mark, we said they were going to win, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they did it. They uh, pretty much overmatched the Forty ers The Forty ers were missing some key guys, and um, really, that was just the players like overtaking the game. Jameis Winston was outstanding. Uh, and like Dirk said, no turnovers. We made all our kicks. Santos is, is the real deal. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, just played smart football. Played our first four-quarter game, I think, this season. What What's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's just uh, – I mean, go before this game – took place we were like we we're kind of hoping they win but then hoping they lose and it's like i don't know kind of on the side of the fence but it's it was nice to see a win yeah okay i'll start off saying celebrate yeah okay so your buccaneers won a football game how long did it take to get another win since the browns yeah it it's sad but i'm happy i'm on cloud nine there's a lot of positives but to those naysayers that are like, oh, it's just the 49ers. Okay, I agree with y'all. It is the 49ers, the worst team in the league. Mm. But still, you won a game. Right. You won a game you should have won. I agree. I, I do agree with y'all that play calling was shit. We're going to get into that. But I'm going to sit here and say, I love that we won the game. I I was one of those, yes, that oh, I was on the fence of, oh, should we just lose it all out? Or should we just, or should, should we keep winning, trying to win? Mm-hmm. And yeah. They're all going to try and win, and we just have better players in the 49ers. And if you if you look at it, it still was a close game mm-hmm. for most most of the game, but we won. Be happy. I, I, we went to it. I was excited. I couldn't believe some of the plays. It was an exciting game to me, too. Mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Very much so. And I'm going to come out right now and say, I want to ask out James Winston again. <laughs> I, want it, I want in on this relationship again. I I literally listened to some chatter and some rumors from some other girls, and this other girl is Dirk Cutter, and that's the reasoning. Don't trust little girls. <laughs> no, I mean, to me, I honestly think if it, it proof is in the pudding, when Dirk called a play, and it had to be a timing play. It's usually all deep passing routes. Winston couldn't complete it, or he had to move. The second he would move out of the pocket and do something that he wanted to do, it was greatness. Accurate passes, mm-hmm. pinpoint accuracy, like just hitting guys like he knows how to hit them. It wasn't sitting to a scheme that he's demanded to throw. Right. And I loved that. I loved seeing that. And then the blocking was terrible. Yeah. And he still did damn good. Eluding <laughs> guys, running for first downs. like. Yeah. He was playing like the Winston that we know. Yes, it's the 49ers, but he was playing good. They didn't make any turnovers. 
it, that that's a huge win in my book. Mm-hmm. And I am asking out James Winston again. I'm sorry. I've, I've been the biggest Winston fan. I'm I'm back after a t- beating a two and eight team. <laughs> but hey, it. I honestly see the traits that I did like in him to begin with. It's to me, it's just coaching. Yeah. I've said it all year. I guess I got so mad that that Bengals game was real bad, mm-hmm. and that was just putting me over the top. I guess it put Cutter over the top. But it, he's the best. He's number one overall pick for a reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's always had the traits. He's had the skill set. Uh, I think, you know, what we saw in this game was him uh, being smart with the football, being conscious, you know, with his decision-making, being decisive, which was good to see. Uh, I think, you know, I, I think he only had maybe maybe one pass that was questionable. He was trying to fit it in there to Mike Evans across the middle again. Uh, ball got tipped. Uh, fell incomplete. Yeah, it was near the red zone too. So right. It, and it looked. It looked like it was the same play that they ran against the Bengals, actually. Um, and it just, you know, it didn't end up an interception. Right. Yeah, it didn't end up an interception this time, which was good. But other than that, I thought Jameis had a really good game. Um, was accurate. I mean, hit the, hit the long ball, hit the intermediate pass. Um, everything you like to see. Being a playmaker, really taking advantage of of what's there. He hit the check down a lot, which was nice, and we got good yardage out of that because it's open pretty much the whole game, uh, which was nice to see. Uh, and the you know Cam Brate touchdown was perfect. I mean, that's that's a Jameis Winston play. That's just something that he's good at. Uh, that was our number one play in 2016, which was the scramble play, <laughs> where he's just you know making something out of nothing, and that's what he can do. Uh, I think, you know, we had the topic today on Twitter about, you know, designing more plays. Or we brought it up yesterday at the game. It's like, why do we not design more rollouts or something like that where you get him moving on the run more? And I think it's I think it's something that, you know, can be put in. Again, you know, fans and, and, and other critics, they say, well, it just it can't happen all the time. But, yeah, you can design plays where you can get him out and, you know, move him, you know, move the pocket. You don't have to do a rollout. You just have to move the pocket, move the launch point, and that can that can help with him being more creative as he is. He's a playmaker, and you got to be able to, you know, uh, follow those traits. you got to play call to that. Are those to say you can't do it every play? Yeah. Well, those who want Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. what does he do every play? Yeah, play every action. play is a play action. Every it's RPO. Mm-hmm. It's making the defense think other things. When we do RPOs, I think it always works. Yeah, when Fitzpatrick did it, it didn't work, but <laughs> Winston's doing pretty good with it. Yeah, he's strong with it. It's and you you never could see. I never saw him throw quickly. He didn't have a quick release. He's doing some things that I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, Winston. But I mean. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I I I'm, I want back in in the relationship with Winston. <laughs> I just want a better leader and coach with that. Because you obviously see he he's good on the run. He makes such accurate passes when he's on the run. He's when he's rolled out. And we were talking about that earlier. Like design plays for him to roll out mm-hmm. so he can hit where he's best at. We don't do that. We right. stick to like we've been saying all year. Their agenda of five wide push it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to do that. Right. And what blows my mind is that he he cut or let Winston do this with lesser players. He would roll out play action fake. Like um, what, what was the games where um, we went on that five game two years ago? Yeah, a five game winning streak. The Chiefs we beat the crap out or no, beat the crap out. We beat the Chiefs when they were really good mm-hmm. in their house. Cowboys we beat. Yeah. Oh, no, we lost the Cowboys. Yeah, I lost the Cowboys. But still, Winston, we are talking about it earlier, had the great rollout mm-hmm. pass to his left right. to Humphreys that just barely got tipped and still was a touchdown. Things he does on the run that's so good. Right. And just – and it was lesser guy, talented guys, and he would let them do what Winston is best at doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just you, – you got a guy that's pushing your quarterback to do things he doesn't necessarily – is best at. I don't think any quarterback would be best at this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it's 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 putting him in tougher situations. I mean, uh, I think who was it? I think it was Stephen Beck that said it. He's like, you have to be able to put your quarterback into easier situations and, and allow him to be successful. Uh, you know, that's something that good teams do. You look at Jared Goff. Is he this great quarterback? No, it's because he's being put in right situations where he's 
given the opportunity to make easier throws and be consistent as a quarterback. It's it's using play action. It's using him, uh, you know, in rollouts, in space, getting him where it's limiting the field to one or two options, just like a Carson Wentz, yep. you know, stuff like that. Same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't scan the whole field. He has one or two options where he looks at, and it's, you know, either – you know, low to high or high to low, whatever he's, you know, whatever the play call is, but it's, it's giving options, but making those options easier uh, to complete passes. Jameis did a great job yesterday of being decisive with his decision-making, which was, which was great to see. Uh, I think he was just, you know, wasn't really like locking on a guy, maybe locking on to Mike Evans at times, but then he got off of that read, made moves outside the pocket, and was making good decisions. It's not like he was, you know, one read and forcing it in there. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen in the past. And I think that was that was the positive. Again, like we said earlier, Jameis has so much talent. I think, you know, with this system and the design, a lot of stress throws that he's asked to do, I think, has really put him in, you know, tough situations and turnovers follow, follow with that. And then asking him to, you know, at times put the offense on his back or he feels he has to put the offense on his back, you know, and that, that makes him try to play hero ball. And that leads to, to mistakes as well. So, you know, coaching – Definitely is the factor. It helps. I mean, you look at all these quarterbacks in the league. Look it at helps. it's it's what's leading the players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a big factor. So um, you look at Patrick Mahomes, another example. The guy's having an outstanding season. I think he's got what thirty-one touchdowns already. That's I mean, that's crazy numbers because look what he has around him. But he's using those weapons right. They're using the weapons around you know successfully. Put him in our offense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has a cannon. He can probably make every throw. But right, it's just, it's true. I mean, if you look at yesterday's game, there was maybe what three deep balls, three opportunities. One was the completion to Evans. The other one was the Djax, which someone commented on it, like wondering what was going on with that. I honestly think it was a a deep post. Mm-hmm. So Djax supposed to run to the post. Right. The field goal post. Right. But I guess he was just running to, to space because there was no one on that whole right side of the field. Right. So I guess he was assuming Winston would have just thrown it to the open side of the field, but Winston just threw it to the post. Like, mm-hmm. he just threw a straight beam yeah. out of the field goal post. I mean, that's a communication issue. Is D. Jackson get pissed off at him for doing that? He shouldn't. <laughs> he's doing what he's being told to do and what the route was supposed to be done. And if he's just breaking breaking the space because he sees an outlet, okay, yeah, that's one thing. But guys need to be on a better page. Yeah. Evans, he caught his. Mm-hmm. That was a nice play. Um, I believe there's one more deep throw, but I don't, I can't recall it. But I mean, my biggest thing is, yeah, we we kind of dominated the game mm-hmm. late later, but it was twenty seven to nine. We led in almost every category. First downs, third down efficiency. We're seven for 13. They were just one of eight. Yeah, that's not good. terrible. Yeah, that's bad. We led in total yards barely, 412 to 342. Passing yards humongously. And that's another thing. They only had 25 passing yards at halftime. Right. I was blown away. Someone goes, you jinxed it. I go, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. they were going to get more. Mm-hmm. Just to hold someone to 25 passing yards in a half is insane to me. Just yeah. insane. Um, yeah, obviously we let in total plays, total rushes, zero goose egg turnovers. That's, That's a first. And then Winston goes, oh, or not Winston, uh, Cutter's like, oh, feels good. You, you, I mean, you wonder what it was? Turnovers is a huge one. You mm-hmm. said it yourself many times, but you couldn't put your finger on it. Right. Turnovers is the biggest one to me. Mm-hmm. So you don't turn over the ball, you're going to put yourself in a position to win. Right. You didn't turn over the ball, you were in position, but then you end up dominatingly. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's what winning teams do. Yeah. You don't give the other team the ball. You don't give the other team a chance to beat you. Mm-hmm. You take control and you limit the opportunities the other team has. Right. Common sense. But <laughs> Carter still hasn't put his finger on what the hell the reasoning is. That's it. That's coaching. Mm-hmm. That's telling your player, setting up your players to be successful, not setting them up to fail. Yeah, and, and before we get you know to some of the other positives, mainly defensively, uh, one last thing on Jameis. I think... You know, with him being benched, I think that has helped him as well. I think, you know, just of him, he's the last couple of years he's been able to turn over the ball, you know, and then not get really punished for it. And I think he was finally punished for turning it over. And I think that was like 
that's probably one of the better moves Cutter has made so far this year as far as not rewarding him for, for his turnovers and finally, you know, benching him and playing Fitzpatrick, even though Winston is definitely the better player. But just sending that message, that was like the first sign of accountability I think I've seen so far. You really think that? Because, I mean, a lot of the arguments is, I can't believe Winston's been on the bench. He's a mm-hmm. better player. He put us in a better position to win well, when Cutter's saying, oh, Fitzpatrick's our best opportunity to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, just him just sitting on the bench I think was good for him, even if Cutter didn't say that or didn't, you know, didn't uh, intend to have that as the message. I think just the overall um, – the overall benching for Jameis, I think just sitting there and, and learning and, and understanding, I can't do this stuff anymore. I have to protect the football if we're going to win the game. I think that was just a good message for him to finally get that in his head that, you know, i got to be better with the ball or but, I'm not going to play. But wouldn't that be shit you're saying throughout the week? Just it, don't – as a coach to your starting quarterback, just don't throw – Well, I'm sure – I'm sure Protect the ball, protect I'm sure, the ball. Yeah, I'm sure he's telling him that, but I think it was just not in Jameis's mind. I, I think it was just – you know, he's been – Jameis has had his way for most of his career. Um, he's really never been not the starter, and for him not to be the starter during that time, I think that really sit in and just hit him mentally. Um, that's just That's just a theory, but – I, I think, mean, I, I'm all with you. I just wanted to give an argument. Yeah. But it's it's, I I agree with you. Yeah, once mm-hmm. once you get the starter role taken away from you and you have to sit the bench, I yeah. guarantee he was pissed. And I guarantee, yeah. and what was cool is what was the the announcer, shit, the linebacker from oh, Chris Spielman. Yeah. Chris Spielman. He yeah. was like, oh, we were at practice all week, and Winston was making every pass, right? Just all of emotion, just really pushing his guys. And this is the second team he's pushing. Mm-hmm. And like you, you love hearing that, right? And this is the guy that, yeah, we fell in love with when we went to the damn draft years ago, mm-hmm. and we're like, no, this is the guy that's going to lead us out of this shithole. He hasn't led us out of the shithole, but because he hasn't been led out of his own shithole, which is coaching <laughs> misery. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he has it a lot. He has a, has a, has it all. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what can you say? It's just, can he be led the right way? Can his talents be used correctly? Right. And I still truly believe they aren't. Like, get them rolling out. We've mm-hmm. said it multiple times. And we still don't see it. And you still see five wide. And you keep seeing the running back pushed all the way to the sideline. And then you know that guy's not going to get the ball. Right, right. But, yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think let's move on to a couple other positives. Offensively, Peyton Barber, again, was a stud, even though he didn't have the yardage um, in this game. But he looked really good. I think he's a good running back. I think if you compare him up with somebody with speed, hopefully – Rojo can, you know, get on the field. I don't know what's going on with him. Apparently yeah, he's been practicing too. What the hell's up? Yeah, apparently he was healthy healthy scratch yesterday. So um so hopefully he can start getting on the field and start painting out as well. because uh, that'd be a good combo if they can get him going. Other than that, offensive line again still work in progress needs <laughs> needs a lot of work. The right side wasn't good. Uh Alex Kappa, we finally saw him. Again, he he's just not ready. Uh, it looked like a rookie yesterday, and it showed. Uh, that's why Beninock was in there in the second half, and he's not much better either. Uh, Wester had to come in for injured Dotson, and he's mm. he's not good either. <laughs> I mean, so right side is is uh, still needs a lot of work. Uh, Marpet again dominant. He's probably our best lineman. Jensen and Smith average um, had some good plays, had some bad plays, so. Overall, good good game, but it was really Jameis just leading the offense. I mean, he was he was the star of the game and really the reason we won. Uh, moving on to the defense. Pop- right, but before before we go on the defense, a couple things. Evans, five years in a row, 1,000 yards. That's big. Got to give credit to that. True. Um, to what Plus was saying, O-line, Kappa, those who want to see Kappa, you saw him. <laughs> I'm going to put up video of what he displayed. Yeah, there was a couple plays he did well, but – there was also a lot of plays he did bad. Yeah. And where Winston literally almost damn near took sacks because of it. And you wanted to see what it was, and we told you he was getting beat by preseason players. Right. So he's just not ready. And the, the, some of them were just miscommunication. He would go left when the play is going right, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm pretty sure that's why he got benched in the second half. Yeah. Um, so those of you who have been crying, oh, it can't be worse. Benedict can't be. He's so bad. Kappa has to be. No, I mean. No. Either way, Beninock is a veteran. He knows where he has to be. He may not be the best blocker, but 
Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, you got to keep them in there. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. I saw what Kaepernick brought in the preseason. He, he's a big guy, but he's got to learn the, learn the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Humphreys, that broken play, it was a broken play. Winston made that himself. Again, reiterate, Winston did pretty much everything himself based on poor offensive line play, poor route concepts, and him just making it himself. Like the two touchdowns were broken plays. Cambray running to the sideline, broken play. Right. He His first look was Evans. He rolled out, escaped, hit Brait on the run. Humphreys play, scheme, didn't work, roll out. Mm-hmm. Quote throws a crossbody, middle of the field, Humphreys runs it in for a touchdown. These are all Winston making plays, and I'll put them up later today or tomorrow so you all can see. Mm-hmm. And then now we can go on to the defense. Okay, <laughs> defense, yes. Uh, defensive line was the standout, in my opinion. They had, I think, four or five sacks in this game. Four. Four, okay. Four, sorry. Uh, Carl Nassip was outstanding. Vita Vea had his best game of his, of his career. Um it shows that he is finally getting into actual game shape. It looked like he looked very much quicker, like faster as far as overall just jump, get off, whatever. Um, push was excellent again, but he was actually getting off blocks. He wasn't Velcro in this game. Um, so that was very nice to see. So he was outstanding. Uh, JPP, 10th sack. We finally broke that curse, 10 and a half sacks for the year. So outstanding job by JPP. He's amazing. Um, Gerald McCoy, okay, not not great. <laughs> it was one sack was when the quarterback fell. Yeah, exactly. Um, but defensive line is a, in general just played outstanding. I thought Vinny Curry had some big hits on the quarterback as well. Uh, we were hitting the quarterback, which was nice to see. Uh, run game, run defensive. You know, Brita, he had his numbers. I mean, he he was uh, making plays again. That's just due to our linebacking play. Just didn't really have anybody to fill gaps. But the one guy that did fill gaps and played his ass off was Jordan Whitehead, and Boom. a guy that we talked about for since he was drafted. Um, we before think before he was drafted. Before he was drafted. Now since he's on the Bucks, we talk about him even more, and he's been outstanding for us. And I think he's just going to continue to get better. I think the safety pair of him and Evans, I think, are is the future um, if utilized correctly. Again, it comes down to coaching. If they're in the right scheme, they can be successful. Uh, other than that, I think um, – oh, Ryan Smith finally got us a turnover. Mm-hmm. He was good. Carlton Davis I thought had a decent game until he got hurt. He had one bugaboo where he got <laughs> where he got juked. He got juked outside, and the guy went inside, um, allowed the touchdown. But I don't, I'm not sure if that was his fault. It could have been the linebacker, you know, could have been their responsibility. But I thought he played okay, and – but it was nice to get two turnovers, and the guy that we think absolutely should not see the field <laughs> clinched the game with his turnover in Isaiah Johnson, which is hilarious. Um, we pretty much laughed. When we were walking out, and we heard that, and we are like, what? So, uh, I'll go back and watch that. Cause we, we, we literally were walking out when that happened. Yeah. I was like, there's no damn way. <laughs> but to jump off what he was saying, Jordan Whitehead, my head gets bigger every time that I hear his name called. He had 10 tackles yeah. and two passes defense. That's and he was primarily on Kittle. That's beast. Majority of the game. He so, diminutive in stature, but the man balls out. Right. 5'10", not even 200 pounds. He's all over the field. He's such a damn good cover. Like, yeah. he's damn near a cover corner. He is. Like, when he's one-on-one with a guy, they're pretty much shut down. Yeah. 5'10 versus it, Kittle's like 6'3". Exactly. And if, they, and if they catch it, like, he's right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they catch it, he's right there. It, like his hips are fluid. He's on the guy. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna, yeah, like you said, if you catch it, you're there. It's not gonna be any right. yards after catch. Right. Yeah. Sometimes he can get blocked when he's down low, but when he's sifting through, uh, there's plenty of plays. He literally reads a play, gets under guys quickly, and he goes. He reads, reacts, he goes. There's the linebackers. They think too much. They don't know where the hell their gap's supposed to be. Bull did play better though. He did. Yeah. Um. But. Bond, yeah. uh, Taylor, Taylor did all right, but he didn't do great. He had, oh, never mind, he had one tackle. I guess he didn't do good at all. Um, now, Bola showed a little, little bit, but Bond had four tackles. I didn't think he did well at all. Yeah. Bola, to me, seemed like he knew where, where to be. It's just Whitehead just off the charts all uh-huh. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes, we here at Real Bucks Talk talked about him. <laughs> just want to get that out there. I liked him very much as a damn player when he was like a damn sophomore or freshman. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, again, what he said, plus said about Nassib, he was playing out of his mind. He's good. Pure hustle. He made plays when a blocker's on top of him, he stuck, stuck his arm out and tackled a running back. Right. Just, with the, just throwing his arm out. That's hustle. That's mm-hmm. want to. That That's a guy that's going to make your team. That's a guy that's going to be on this team next year. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be. Like, no. N- yeah. yeah. Needs to be. Yeah. 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 Um, D-line, JPP, yeah, thank God he broke the, the damn <laughs> sack, curse. Yeah, the sack right? record, yep. And how the hell did he come back in the game? <laughs> I don't know, man. That guy's a man of iron. Like, his knees have to be shot. Like, I don't know. He's got, like, rubber in there or something because his knees got bent backwards. And, like, last week his leg was bent back all the way and still playing. And then yesterday he gets hit a lot and he's he's out there he's like i think he said on the radio he's like if i'm if i'm good to go i'm gonna be in there if if i'm not then i won't be but yeah you gotta admire him i mean that's a guy that wants to win he wants he wants to make this right for this team that's a good sign to see um but yeah i mean it was just a game where you know san francisco they just didn't have the qb play um even Kyle Shanahan said it too. Right, right. Yeah, it was just poor QB play. Um, again, I'm not sure if guys were running scot free and this guy was just missing them. Again, we'll have to look at the tape more. But uh, defensive line really, you know, took the took the game over uh, and led the defense, and that was that was a good sign. I mean, to only allow nine points, I think that's our lowest total of this season. So that's that's good to see. No, and Joe Staley is a good left tackle. Right. JPP was working him pretty well. Yeah. Like, that shows what JPP is. Yeah. And the fact that he's one year here, and he's already broken what no one could do mm-hmm. for how many damn years since Simeon Rice. Right. That's, that's enough. Yep. Um, D-line, Gerald McCoy, yeah, you said it. He he had the one sack that the guy fell. Mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't see much yeah. outside of that. <laughs> I, I love his heart. He was He literally is a good leader. It's just the production to me isn't there. Yeah. I'm not trying to down him. Yeah. I love what... He wants to do. He wants to win. It's just the production isn't there to me. Yeah, I mean, even though he probably has about six, seven sacks as a defensive tackle, it's not bad. That isn't bad. I mean, it's just the that elite level. Seven, six. Okay, six. Yeah, I mean that elite level is just not there. It's just like he's not what he was in 2013. That was probably his best season where he had over 50 tackles, had about nine and a half sacks. Um, he's just not that guy anymore. You, you just don't see that jump off. He, he shows it at times, but then it, it, it leads to a, a big play for the offense. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's just just not there. And, again, you know, that comes with age, injuries, play a factor as well. But, I mean, I'm hoping – I mean, it depends on who's going to be the new – uh, regime leading this team next year and see what they want to do with them. But anyway, I thought defense overall was good. Offense, again, Jameis was was a star. But that pretty much wraps up the 49ers game. Again, it moves us to 4-7. and seven. The Bucks currently have the 10th overall draft pick, <laughs> which is, hey, that's still pretty good. So we moved down a couple of spots, uh, get a nice win for this team. Now you have to go play, or you bring in Carolina next week, which will be that will be a challenge. Be a good good team to go against and see what Jameis can do uh, with this new mindset that it looks like he has where he's protecting the bo- football and being conscious of his decision-making. So it'll be interesting to see how he, how he does against them. Uh, I don't you – know, he didn't play against Carolina. That's right. It was Fitz, all Fitzpatrick against yeah. Carolina. Okay. Um, but anyway, I think we're going to move on. Questions. Get, get Questions. into the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, so I asked on Twitter before we started this. I was like, let's get some questions, topics y'all would like to hear talked about. So the first one was who? It was uh, at Chef Aaron twenty six. He was like, based on current positions of need, tackle, guard, running back, safety, corner, which prospects that are more than likely coming into the draft would you draft towards? Uh, okay, so we'll talk. We can go into like what our positions of need we think. Okay, we'll talk about, it, but I'm not gonna. Divulge deep into it. Yeah, we don't really have names to give out yet. Um, once we get into the off season, we'll definitely have yeah. names to give. Yeah, but I mean, obviously the lines, O line, D line, load up. the 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 draft is strong in D line, so yeah. obviously I would a top ten pick. I would grab the best D lineman you have up there mm-hmm. to pair next to Vitavea, JPP. If we still have McCoy, right? Like, throw it all in there. Yeah, and see what you can do with it. And depending on if what coach we have for 4-3 four, four, or 3-4, I would like to stay to a 4-3, but right. 
I mean, that just that just shows us how real we are. That we're saying we're, Coach Cutter is gone. Yeah, yeah. If he's not, I'll be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> what are your uh, other words to say in that? Yeah, I mean, no, I agree with that. I think offensive line, defensive line, obviously, obviously, the right side of your line uh, definitely needs work. Um, but yeah, defensive line, you got to build in the trenches. I mean, that's where that's where good teams win. I think that's where you need to attack. And then other positions, I would say just secondary, really. I mean, secondary and maybe a linebacker here or there, I think that's really the main positions to to attack. I would like to see another top corner to pair with uh, Carlton Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we still really don't know what we have in MJ Stewart or Vernon Hargraves, to be honest. Um, so, you know, just add to those, add to those pieces there. Uh, other than that, I think you're good. I think offensively, I think you're pretty much set. Um, again, it depends on what happens with Jameis as far as the quarterback position. Do you draft a quarterback? Does the new coach want a new quarterback? You know, so you get into those kind of things. But I think offensively, from a skill position set, you're pretty much you're good. You're good to go. Right. Receivers are good. Tight ends are good. Running backs, I think, are manageable if you commit to running the football. So, yeah, yeah. There's always some little playmaking, catch the ball out out of the pocket, right. running back that you can always get right. I mean, we still don't even know what Wilson, right? Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Wilson, the little guy. Yeah, right? Sean Wilson. Sean yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Wait, I mean, he, he shows he's this little scab back, but mm-hmm. he got hurt, so right. we don't really know everything at, he can do. Look at the, all the you know good backs this year. Look at, like, Philip Lindsay. Like, he was undrafted. At, yeah. He's in for Denver. Uh, the guy that we just played against. Burrito was yeah. undrafted. Yeah, exactly. So, you can find running backs. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, now... At VH3 sucks. <laughs> Says, where's Chris Conti? <laughs> uh, I don't know where he is exactly, but he is on the injury reserve. Yes. I do know that. So he's out the for the Steelers year. game where he got <laughs> pummeled. Yep. All right. Um, at Damon Knows. At underscore Damon Knows. Ask Grimes issues. Hmm. So, I mean, Brent Grimes, he, to me, I mean, plus and I have different views on this. To me, I view it as he's been playing the same way he's always been playing. He's he's an off corner. True. He's five nine. He's a little fella. He's not going to be in your face. You can't expect him to be one of these big guys like a Richard Sherman that's going to harass you. Mm-hmm. He's going to play to his smarts, and he knows his body can't take the beating. So yeah, he's not going to be in there all in the run. And then it, with a team that's three and seven, yeah, now four and seven, mm. he's. You think he's going to lay his buy in the line when you know he wants to retire? Yeah, he, he'd sign another year just thinking that we're going to do well and we did bad. Mm. So to me, I know I think he's he's giving the most he can, but not all of what he can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are good points. I think I think most of it just comes down to age. I think he's just declining in skill because, I mean. He pretty much wanted to retire after last season, but hey, ten millions, ten million, so might as well come back and try to, you know, play good one more year. So that's what I think he did, and nothing wrong with that. And as far as the effort goes, I would just like to see him when he has a, a chance to make tackles. I like to see him make that. I thought he played better yesterday. I thought he made some good tackles, which was nice to see. Coverage wise, again quarterbacks are really not going to challenge him much i mean it depends like he's an off guy so if there's space they're going to take advantage of that but i don't know i mean it is what it is i would like to see ryan smith in there a little bit more and see what he has and see what he can do but I mean, it doesn't hurt i mean yeah. but, but that's also playing to the thing of oh you're just going to let your young guys play and mm-hmm play just to see what they do, or do you want to win the games? Because right. if you want to win the games, Grimes is out there. Yeah, it's absolutely. Um, so here's another one from at Roadshow underscore Heavey, I believe. Here's a scenario. If the Bucks are in a situation in the 2019 draft where they can get a Quentin Nelson or Derwin James, which player should they draft? That, that's, that's an odd question. That's an easy question. I mean, it's Quentin Nelson all day, but... You know, as far as going into next year's draft, I mean, like we said earlier, it's it's offensive line and defense line. You always got to start there. You know, that's where you win games. I mean, you have to be strong up front. If you're not, you're gonna have you're gonna have a poor team. It's gonna be hard to have success. Um, Agree. It helps everywhere. You look at all the good teams in this league: Saints, Rams, Chiefs. All of them. They all have they all have lines. They all have lines that can win up front. Uh, they can run the football. That's where it's at. Again, playmaking safety like a Derwin James, 
that would be nice. Again, we we pointed this out in in earlier podcasts. It's like, okay, he's doing well for the Chargers, but that is their scheme. That is their system. Do you think he would do the same in our scheme or system? Probably not. He probably wouldn't be used the right way. Um, you know, it's sad to say, but that's what it is. I mean. Just because, uh, like, an Alvin Kamara is doing well for the Saints doesn't mean he's going to do well for the Bucks if no. he's drafted by the Bucks. So you can always play, you know, that if or, you know, 2020 game. But, yeah, Quinn Nelson is, is the easy answer. I'll say this. And also, like, put it the quarterback. Mm-hmm. James Winston was heralded as, like, one of the best quarterbacks coming out of college in a while. Right. And then Jared Goff came in with Wentz. They were saying the quarterback class was down. Right. And guess what? They got drafted into great situations. Two yeah. coaches that really know offense and know how to push their guys to be best at their attributes. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Those two guys are looking outstanding. Carson Wentz came from a small school, but he had every attribute you want. Right. Jared Goff had supposedly a weaker arm, mm-hmm. but he can still make every throw with accuracy. Yep. What These guys just use them with to their best of their ability, and that's mm-hmm. What you see in good coaching is what you see don't see in bad coaching, and that's what is going on here. Again, our opinion. Yeah. Um, but, to, but to that question, Quentin Nelson or Derwin James, I was like, "What? It's, this is going to be different players." But yeah, I guess <laughs> I would always go closer to the D line or closer to the line. So yeah. I would either do D line or offensive tackle or offensive lineman. So I would do Nelson as well. Um, and also, based on how much I like Jordan Whitehead and how improved Justin Evans is just because he's injured doesn't mean you take another safety I would not take a safety at all first round I think you have two set for the future Mm -hmm. right now and it's just build what's in front of them and they'll get better right right absolutely uh and then Michael Kastner or at Michael Kastner uh future head coach search we're we're gonna do Eric B enemy coming um probably Thursday Thursday Friday yeah. So be looking for him, and I'll put another poll out there to put another list of play, of coaches for you all to to take a, <laughs> I guess, uh, see who's your favorite mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, is there any other questions? We got one more. Well, it's uh, from Shooter in the Stash. He goes, Dirk will not be the coach next season, right? Ooh. Right, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, he better not be. There's, there's. So many flip-flop things. Like, you took over play calling. You gave play calling back away. You switched quarterbacks. You, you switched quarterbacks again. You you don't know what to do with your, your rookie running backs. You can't put the finger on what the issue is. Mm-hmm. You you still don't know what the issue is, but you're you're happy that your kicker can actually make field goals now. Yeah. And you're not turning over the ball. You still haven't put your finger on it, though. You, you just you just still haven't done like, a coach that says that that many times, I'd rather you not say anything. Yeah. Pull Belichick where you're like, we're going to figure it out and it's going to be fixed the next game. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Not that you don't know. Yeah. And for you to publicly come out week after week and do that, and I repeatedly put in our intro is that you have no clue what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve one of these 32 spots. You just don't. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The only thing that scares me is like the Glazers and the fans, like, and just overall media start creating false hope with these wins. Like, you look at yesterday's win, yeah, I mean, that's a good win. You're supposed to do that, but don't get the false hope that, you know, that cutter is, you know, the guy. Like, he's figured it out all of a sudden. Like, maybe if they beat, you know, Carolina and the Saints, again, that's just, that's what scares me. Like, if somehow they beat those teams and then, you know, they get the false hope of okay, maybe he's he's got it, and he's got the players back, and all this. So that's my only concern is because it is the Glazers making the decision, and that's kind of what scares me as far as just them looking at the wrong direction instead of understanding what's going on. My view. Bullshit. Bullshit. Arnold giving a one-two punch. <laughs> I just no. Cutter does not need. Doesn't deserve to come back. If he wins against Carolina, I'll be completely amazed. Mm-hmm. If so he, why? I, I, especially with McCaffrey. Uh, no, yeah. Well, I, I believe what happened against the Panthers in Carolina will happen again. Or linebackers, they don't have good sound gap 
like discipline. They don't. They right. can't do it. Right. So it's the same thing's going to happen. Jordan Whitehead can't go all over the place. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, I hope he is fired because they, they just need a new direction. They have to get a new staff in here that understands what their players are about and how to use them correctly. Uh, it's just I thought he should have been gone, you know, last season. So did Mark. I mean, it's it's time to make a change because he's just going to continue. The same things are going to happen where excuses and, and other things are allowed to go on. Ping pong is allowed to be played. Um yeah, it's just – you just can't have that. Um, so I, I agree. I think he is going to be fired. And other than that, I don't think we have any other or questions. What was the big talk about going on earlier? You wanted to oh, yeah, that that was just the whole – we got kind of got into it earlier with the whole rollout or not rollout Jameis on design or, you know, have more um, movement of the pocket with the design play call. Um, you know, me and uh, Pewter Report and I think it was Stephen Beck – we all talked about it and uh, even what the buck, you know. And he was just basically, you know, Pew Report was talking about, you know, the scramble play, which is a, a great play for us. It works very well. But, you know, my point was, you know, just get Jameis moving more. That's something you can design. Um, that's something that you can put in your game plan, uh, whether it be no tempo or up tempo and have, you know, no huddle, stuff like that, where you just get him moving and constantly getting him outside of the pocket where it's limited options and he has to make an accurate throw because when he does that, I mean, he's just, he's on the money. Like it's on the money. So it's funny too. Yeah. I don't think that's, that's not something you can't design. Yes, you can design it because we've seen it. We've seen it happen before. I mean, whether it's a rollout or just even play action, RPO, all that stuff makes him a better quarterback when you have to really speed up his decision-making. I think that's good for him. You know what? That, that's the most true statement I've ever heard in a while. It's true. I mean, when he's literally, I guess he's one of those guys where the more pressure, the better. Mm-hmm. So, as in, he's making a movement. He's quick decision making. Right. Don't make him sit there and like wait for the the route to develop and then throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a three point shooter in the NBA. They're wide the hell open. They get the ball like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I got this much time, and then they miss it because they had that much time. Yeah. Give them the ball. Let them run. Make the decision on the go. Mm-hmm. Or have them do an RPO quick decision. Boom. Yep. On the spot. Yeah. Because he's, he's been so good with those. Yeah. You would think you'd look at that in game film and be like, holy shit, let's keep running these. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. Yeah. And, again, like I've been saying, those who like Lincoln Riley, that's all they do. Yeah. It's play action. RPO. Or they give it to the run. They they just they give you so many other options. And Kyle Shanahan ran a good offense. Actually, there was times where I was looking one way and the ball went the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he had any good players or a quarter like an XQ better, that would be a closer game. Oh yeah, for sure. But the thing is, he has lesser players. Yeah. We have dominant players all across the offense, mm-hmm. let alone our right side of the offensive line. Yeah. But it's. You use them properly. If obviously you know the right side sucks, get them moving to the left. Mm-hmm. Or get get the line blocking to the left so those right edge rushers mm-hmm. go with the flow to the left. Right. That's all the Rams do. Mm-hmm. They make it look like a run, but they're passing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's funny how it's it should be a copycat league, mm-hmm. but we're just, yeah, yeah it's, we're us. It's just, it's just more, uh, yeah. And and that was good. That was great points all around in that discussion with you know Pew Report, what the buck and uh, Stephen Beck was in there. I believe Corey, uh, you know Corey Hayes as well from All Bucks Things. So it was just it was just good stuff all around. And we're not disagreeing or agreeing with you know uh, the main points. I mean the main points was like we just want to see more diverse play calls as far as getting Jameis in situations where he can be successful. Um, Again, if that's a scramble play where he just has to make something happen, then, yeah, I mean, he's going to do that regardless of play call. Um, That's just who he is. He's a playmaker. But I think you can design that to get him in those playmaking situations more often, and that's what we're looking for. And to be honest, like, you're almost pushing him to be Brady Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You're almost pushing him to be – Oh, just set him out wide, make a decision, throw it. Right. But he's he's not Brady. Brady makes his, his money based off quick throws, yes, but he already knows what side of the field he wants to go to. Mm. Cutter's plays are 
deep developing plays. Right. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they draw it up where they want to mismatch. They find a mismatch. Thank God they find a mismatch mm-hmm. and they do it. Mm-hmm. But a majority of the time, it's deep developing plays where offensive linemen can't block long enough for that to happen. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Let it be an easy decision. And it's either easy decision one, easy decision two. If it's not there, run. Yeah. If it's not there, dump. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't be one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And now get the hell out. Yeah. Or one, two, three, four, and look around, do whatever you can. It mm-hmm. should be one, two. Where's the running back for the outlet? If it's not there, run. And that's while you're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that was just the good thing to see from him yesterday. It was just the whole time clock in his head was just much quicker, much faster. Uh, I think, like I said, if we can get him in up in tempo and moving around more, getting him more outside of the pocket, I mean, he's successful. He was 7 of 7 yesterday for 106 yards, uh, two touchdowns. I mean, and if you look at his play-action stats – I mean, they have to be top of the charts because every time he play actions... He always has been, too. Yeah, whenever he play actions, it's usually a good play. I think that, that was the case yesterday. I think every time he did a play action, it was pretty much a, a first down or more yards. So those are just little things. But, yeah, I mean, draft and, and, and coaching uh, you know, candidates, that's something we're going to continue to get into as we get closer to the end of the season um, as we move forward. Uh, Eric Benamy, I think, is... Is a guy we're definitely going to talk about next podcast. Uh, early impression, I think he's a good play caller. I like his creative, innovative mind. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that has the the new offense, the new modern offense type of um, mindset, which is good. I like that his illusions, you know, he alludes to the run. So some good things. Um, I'm just not sure about his leadership. That's something we'll talk about on uh, probably Thursday or Friday. But I think that's going to do uh, – oh, one, one more thing. Yeah. So y'all who will listen, please keep commenting, keep subscribing, keep sharing, keep doing whatever you can. We're, we love talking to y'all. Keep commenting back with us. It's fun. I mean, even though we're losing, it's still interactive, and we're seeing things that we see better for the future. It's not like we're all just downing. Mm-hmm. We want to be better. I mean, all of y'all want to be better. And that's why sometimes some of y'all do that. It's like, this is bullshit. This is shit. Shit on top of shit. <laughs> like, I agree with y'all. Like, I don't want to lose. I want to win. But it's just, we, we can't lie. We're going to point out what we see. Mm-hmm. And if we see a glaring hole or a glaring just dumb execution, we're going to call it out. Right. And that's what we do for this show. That's why we want to do it. That's why we like to do it. Mm-hmm. Just to get... Pretty much just like a release. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, y'all listen. Help us out. We'll help you out. I mean, I'm going to put up all the, the videos from the game later today or tomorrow. And I'll, I'll probably even put up a video of all of Winston's play action. And so how good he is on the play action. He's good. And yet, I'll put it out there like I put up the Ben, ben Knock thing. I'll even put our Kappa, how he... Poor he played at certain situations. That's why Beninok was back out there. Mm-hmm. So all of you would be like, oh, Kappa has to be better. Yeah. No, I mean, we don't shoot shit from our ass. I mean, yeah. we're talking. Yeah. We're making some sense. I hope you all understand that. But, I mean, other than that, we just love the interaction. Keep interacting with us. If there's other ways you want us to relate with you all, and, like, I've been saying this before, we got to get the voice memos or ways for you to give us questions before just me 30 minutes before the podcast saying, oh, give us some questions. <laughs> I want to hear y'all, like real, mm-hmm. real Bucks talk. I mean, there better be some real reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, that's something that we're going to work towards. And, yes, we appreciate all the fans, all the followers, all the feedback that, we, that you guys give us, uh, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Twitter, uh, at Real Bucks Talk, everywhere, Facebook. I'm on Facebook uh, you know more than Mark is, and I I get on the pages and, <laughs> and we talk we talk football. Uh, my man Jay Buck, who we met at the uh, I think it was the Browns game. Yes, uh, Redskins, no, game. Redskins game. My, my I'm lost with track. With you done messed <laughs> up. I messed up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, good people. Uh, Stephen Beck, as always, Robert Green, all those guys, very intelligent. So. Again, overall picture of like why we say what we say. It's because we're trying 
to just put out the picture of how this team can be better, but also build towards winning a championship because that's what it's about. That's why we talk about either your first or your last. That's why we talk about, you know, if we lose to get a better draft pick, let's do it because if you ain't going to get to the championship, then there's no reason to continue to win games. Like, that's just how it is. That's our mindset. Uh, you build to win the whole damn thing, not just to get a participation trophy in the playoffs. Sorry, we don't want to be the Bengals. That's yeah. just that's just our mindset. That was my argument. It's yeah. like, yeah, the Bengals have a whole bunch of – we've said it before. They're very similar to us. Mm-hmm. But they don't go nowhere. Right. They always get in the playoffs, and then they, they can't win one game. Yeah. I don't want that. I want – consecutive winning seasons where we have a shot at winning the championship every year. Right. I want to be the Saints. Mm-hmm. I want to be the, the Patriots. Right. And now looking like the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Make or the, the Colts run yeah. with Peyton Manning. And that's not just because of a quarterback play. It's because of a whole team. Mm-hmm. You, you got to build the team. You got to be have a good leader at the helm. Right. Is Cutter it to me? Hell no. No, no. <laughs> you can't admit it you're wrong that many times and not do anything about it. So, if you want to let end us off on something better. Okay. No, I think that's 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 going to end it right here. And I think with that being said, be sure to follow us at Real Buckstock on Twitter, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play. Uh, give us comments, feedback, whatever you think of the show. Just let us know. And uh, we'll definitely respond and, and hit you up. So, with that being said, everybody have a great night and go Bucks. Don't say-